say I'm gonna all edit. of the booze. I say I say I'm gonna edit it. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just straight up lie about it. It's okay. We'll still love you. Welcome back to the Badge Dialogues. I'm your host, Claire Sampson, and I'm joined again today by Brendan. Say hi. Hi, everyone. And Mr. Jared Sampson of Something Gate. What's up, everybody? Has consented to join us as well. I know it's been ridiculously long again in between podcasts. So my new year begins on February 1st, apparently. So Trial month. Trial month, right? Um, so going forward, my goal is going to be to make a 1st and 15th show. So the first and the fifteenth of the month, try and get it out there twice a month for the for the people out there because I'm super busy, transition jobs, we have children and lives, and so the weekly thing is not working. So no. I'm gonna goal it out. <laughs> even bi weekly is hard. Yeah, even yeah. bi weekly is hard. And so this is pretty close to bi weekly, but not quite as rigorous, hopefully. Yeah. And you have dates set so you can Right. Like on the fifteenth, I'm recording, don't talk to me. Exactly. End of story. That way too I can kind of plan it out and be like, okay, I have to get something in the next two weeks on the calendar as opposed to trying to be like, well, what when can I squeak someone in? Yeah. So hopefully that'll go forward. Well, since both of you guys have been on the show before, um, we're gonna skip questions. Okay. And this is a special episode, at least to me. We're finally Yay. after I've talked about it for months and months and months going to do a how full is your bucket episode yeah i love that <laughs> i um lent the book to brendan a couple months back it was like a month and a half let's yeah. not exaggerate okay like. month and a half um then he didn't bring it back ever well no he brought it back i have it back <laughs> in my hands Whoop. it's there oh no. in good condition Whoop. it's gently used i don't i can't even tell you about <laughs> it Nut it's, it's a very short book yeah it took me like Two hours to read. Right, exactly. Um, you can get an audible version of it. There's mm. also children's version of it for the lazy people. For the lazy people. Yeah, and it's called "How Full Is Your Bucket." It's by Tom Rath and Donald O. Clifton. Um, Donald Clifton is considered by most to be the father of positive psychology, and he actually, if I remember correctly, passed away before the book was actually published. Yeah. But he worked with it mm-hmm. with um, Tom Rath, who's yeah. his grandson. Mm-hmm. And so they've come out with this book. They're also, um, he's the guy behind Strengths Finder for all of you people out there that have ever been through a corporation that has made you go through this um, thing, Strengths Finder. It's all about finding what you're good at and then capitalizing on your strengths, which once again goes to the whole positive psychology. So I'm going to start off and read to you, which I'm sure you all appreciate, uh, the theory of the dipper in the bucket in order to give you some background, some background exactly to what we're going to talk about and then we'll kind of kick it from there. Well, you do that, I'm going to drink. Okay, good plan. Because <laughs> this will be more fun the drunker you are. Mm-hmm. So the theory of the dipper in the bucket. <laughs> True story. Uh, the theory of the dipper in the bucket. Each of us has an invisible bucket. It is constantly emptied or filled, depending on what others say or do to us. When our bucket is full, we feel great. When it's empty, we feel awful. Each of us also has an invisible dipper. When we use that dipper to fill other people's buckets by saying or doing things to increase their positive emotions, we also fill our own bucket. But when we use the dipper to dip from others' buckets by saying or doing things that decrease their positive emotions, we diminish ourselves. Like the cup that runneth over, a full bucket gives us a positive outlook and renewed energy. Every drop in that bucket makes us stronger and more optimistic. But an empty bucket poisons our outlook, saps our energy, and undermines our will. That's why every time someone dips from our bucket, it hurts. 
So we have a choice every moment of every day. We can fill one another's buckets or we can dip from them. It's an important choice, one that profoundly influences our relationships, productivity, health, and happiness. So that is the theory of the dipper in the bucket. It's one of those things that when I read this book, I think it really kind of changed my outlook on life as well as kind of, I think, manifested everything that I kind of thought anyways. I tend to lean towards positivity. Mm-hmm in my day-to-day life, and so this was just, like, putting into words what I'd always wanted to. Yeah. I thought it captured it. What do you think of the book? It, did I'm it still an you? asshole. No. <laughs> well, aren't we all <laughs> No, um, I read it, and, uh, well, you had explained it to me before, and I read it, and I thought it was actually really interesting, this theory, um, and I started explaining it to a bunch of people that I had, I had met that day, and just explained it to everyone I, yeah. I'd, uh talk to. Telcos. Yeah, I thought it was super interesting. I thought it made a lot of sense. I and I think it definitely I'm I'm trying to be more positive given my I'm always negative. I used to always be negative back in the day. But now I, I, I liked it. It was definitely something changed when mm-hmm. I read the book. I was like, oh there's that uh, ratio of like the six to one or five to five one. Five to one, yep, the magic ratio is five positive interactions for every one interaction. It's actually one of the things I flagged in the book. Yeah. So because it's true. Way to bring it up, Brendan. Yeah, um, no, it's wonderful. Good job. And then there yeah, but I started explaining to people and everyone else was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like it's cool. It's mm-hmm. it's really interesting. But yeah, I think uh, I've definitely adopted this method now yeah i think about it too when i have a bad morning because we all have bad days oh yeah we all have bad days and i'm prone to seasonal depression yeah um so like especially in the winter i get cranky and crabby much easier than i do in the summer and sometimes i just wake up in a bad mood and i know like dropping the kids off in the school in the morning like if i snap at them i know that that's not just affecting me but it's going to affect their day too yeah it's going to change how they're interacting and Mm -hmm. i think this book has made me more aware of that than i ever was before Mm -hmm. um i know they do he goes through a whole scenario of how you know someone wakes up and like like throughout the day their interactions throughout the day how they can negatively impact Mm -hmm. people and how they can positively impact people it's amazing how just little changes can make or break your day mm-hmm. you know it's just like ever had the slightest happen? thing yeah. right we're just you know everything's you, going great yeah. and then even those random acts of kindness mm-hmm. those small things can impact your day in a positive way too absolutely um and then going along with that this book has a lot of other things to it too and one they were a lot of like quizzes like in order to do like self-evaluations and self-thought and so one of them in here is a positive impact test and it's kind of a little like quizzy, the quiz to go down and kind of know whether where you stand on your day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the recommendation is like at the end of the day you can sit back and do a reflection. One of the things too with getting in tune with yourself, mindfulness is suddenly all over the internet. I don't know if you've seen that, and this kind of goes back to that. At the you know you kind of think about things at the end of the day and how do you think and what do you feel about it, and gives you a chance to get a new outlook. And sometimes those moments of reflection can increase your chances of having a better day, a better night's sleep, because you chance to let go a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so I'll run through the positive impact test. Uh, do you want to take it or Jared? I'll take it. You'll take it? Yeah. All right, we'll make Jared We'll make Jared I will participate. keep drinking. All right. Again, I, always a good solution. I have helped someone in the last 24 hours. Yes. I am an exceptionally courteous person. Yes. And this is in regards to you, by the way. Not I, me. I gather. Yeah, okay. I like being around positive people. Yes. I have praised someone in the last 24 hours. Yes. I have developed a knack for making other people feel good. Yes. 
I am more productive when I am around positive people. Yes. In the last 24 hours, I have told someone that I cared about him or her. Yes. You said I love you this morning. I did. Yes. I make a point to become acquainted with people wherever I go. No. Okay. When I receive recognition, it makes me want to give recognition to someone else. Yes. In the last week, I have listened to someone talk through his goal or her goals and ambitions. Yes. I make unhappy people laugh. No. I make it a point to call each of my associates by the name he or she likes to be called. Yes. I notice what my colleagues do at a level of excellence. I don't understand That's that. Okay. I notice what my colleagues do at a level of excellence. When someone is doing something good, positive reinforcement. Oh, yes, absolutely. I always smile at the people I meet. Yes. I feel good about giving praise whenever I see good behavior. Yes. So these are just positive impact, like just a positive impact has to go through your day. And like, I know one of my teachers, and I don't actually think it's the person that gave us the book, but she would always talks about like smiling at the person that cleans the toilets yeah. that you pass every day in the hall. You know, <clears throat> those little things. I make it a point to smile and like, even as I say, yeah. hi, I don't Verbal acknowledge, yeah. Say hi, like when you're walking down, up <coughs> down the halls, I make, I make it a point to look at people in the eye and say hi, or hey. You know, not, hey, how's it going, what's up? Mm-hmm. Usually, hi, hey. You know, if you're in the hall at the same time, it doesn't take much to at least let somebody think. Yeah, smile and wave kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're a human being too, hi. Right. I think uh, genuine, the genuine factor too comes into play. How much can you, are, not, are you not just saying thank you, are you being genuine about it? I think that makes right. a big difference too because a hollow or, sh- or empty positive interaction isn't any good. Right. Just the casual banks or whatever is not going to... Or the over-cheesing it. You know, someone's doing it in order to get something out of it. Even though the whole theory of the dipper in the bucket is that positive breeds positive and you fill your own bucket as well. It shouldn't be your intention is to fill your own bucket. Um, And we all know those people. Hmm. The nose kissers and things like that that are are doing it to to make make their way. Those bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Those bastards. How dare you! (laughs) How dare you, sir? Get your hands off me, you damn right. dirty. <laughs> um, I just like how they are able to really kind of bring into words and encourage people to make those right choices. Well, I, I mean, I kind of wanted to pop in earlier when you were talking about, like, when you are introducing the book and everything. And, mm-hmm. and one thing that really affected me when I was a bit younger um, was that I, I heard this... Uh, televangelist person named Joel Osteen given just a, it was a Sunday morning type thing, and I just, I have a news flipping channels and it was on. And for some reason the guy's hair caught my attention, I'm like, because I was, you know, used to seeing Benny Hinn and shit like that, this guy was young and whatever, I'm like, oh, what's what's this guy all about? Mm -hmm. So I started watching it, and actually it was kind of a cool message, because it was talking about not letting other people steal your joy. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, the only person that can let somebody affect you is you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are going to do what they're going to do, and if you let it bother you or you let them steal your joy, mm-hmm. that's on you. Now, not to say that they're not assholes, right. but you don't have to give them that power to affect your day. Mm-hmm. Affect with an A. <laughs> right? So you have the ability, <clears throat> if, if you're, you know, it, it, to give you something, it, it helped me for focusing on, like, because I would get down a lot. Like, man, today went to shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I found that 
If I just focused on not letting other people affect me, and just okay, you're gonna if you're being a dick, you're being a dick. Whatever. I'm not I'm not gonna let it negatively affect me. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of patience, but. I think overall I've turned into a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the thing that he brought up, you know, that whole thing wasn't like a religious thing, it wasn't anything like that, but it was just really a cool thing for me because it really helped me. And that's kind of like when, you, when you've been talking about this, how full is your bucket book and the things that we've gone through on it and, and talked about it on your show and my show. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode you did with Brendan, which was awesome. I just, I thought, I kind of likened it to that because this mm-hmm. book had a positive change in you yes. and that had a very positive change in me. So, that's that. That was a big thing for me. Is just I, I let everything affect me. Mm-hmm. I like that whole thing about you know you have you, you deal with what you can what you can change and mm-hmm. you got to let go of the things you can't. It's kind of the same thing. Like you know, the serenity prayer, which I've yeah. said before, has been like you know everyone like has a like you should have a motto <clears throat> or something along those lines that personifies or you know like exemplifies what you are. And the serenity prayer, I think, is one of those things that is is my constant thought process. You know, to let go of the things we can't change. And right. I think along that same line is forgiveness. Absolutely. And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it is hard to let go and to forgive. And it kind of goes hand in hand because in not allowing people to steal your joy, mm-hmm. in allowing, in, in being able to have those positive interactions, sometimes we have to let go of shit that is hurtful. Mm-hmm. Things that have hurt us. Things that we've done, you know, like apologies go a long way, but... Mm. Forgiving, forgiveness is hard. It's not easy. But to say you, you can still wallow for a while. It takes time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? It totally takes time. And it takes time to get over those I things. I love wallowing in self-pity. <laughs> I feel so comfortable in that it's state. It's because you're Irish. Like, we like to wallow. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. And drink, <laughs> and which drink. I'm going to keep doing. We wa- like to wallow and drink at the same time. That's how we do. Not a great combination. These are a few of my favorite things. Pretty much. It, it's just how, how those things go. And... You know, These are a few of my Irish traits. Right? <laughs> positive breeze, positive, just like negative breeze, yeah. negative. Absolutely. That's um, the other thing is like you really got to surround yourself with none. Like if you're if you're literally like truly trying to be a happy person and trying to be trying to make life change like that, you've really got it. <clears throat> Get out of the negativity. You gotta. Zone. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, not saying you got to cut off like all relationships or things with other people, but you got to like focus big time on just being around negative people yeah. less. Sometimes Absolutely. you do have to make those cuts. I know I've had to do it in my yeah. life and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done and the person that I had to cut ties with doesn't understand why and because they don't understand what they were doing. Yeah. And you know, when I admitted to the fact that I had become negative, the response was well, yeah, you were. They didn't understand that they too were negative all the time and it was just breeding negative to negative 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 and when i didn't spend time with that person that didn't happen mm-hmm. right you know and as much as it pains me to say my life is probably happier now because of it you know because you know that's still a friendship lost <clears throat> and you know things just can't go back to the way they were before they never can yeah you know and i think we talked earlier beforehand you know people can promise to change but they have to change. Yeah, they have to actually change in order for you to... Mm-hmm. Promises are bullshit until they're actually made. Absolutely. Uh, I can promise you the moon. Right. I'm not going to deliver, Well, obviously. promises are bullshit until they're real. Until they're real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. That's a good way to I just wanted to yeah. clarify. No, yeah. you're good. Uh, 
But yeah, no, I think... Exactly. Promises are bullshit until they're realized. So, they're not worth anything mm-hmm. until they actually happen. So, I mean... I lost my train of thought. That's okay. It was derailed. There's many people killed, whatever. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. No. I was, no, I, didn't I, I, I was trying to help, and I'm sorry. It's cool, man. Whatever. I'm trying to help. And I'm sorry. We I'm going to beat you later. That's fine. With this beer that I'm drinking. <laughs> well, and I know it's hard as we all grow up and our friendships, our romantic relationships, our family relationships, it, there's, that, there's that balance. And it's hard when it's someone that's a friend that's a friend that's part of your circle, that when it's a family member, how do you cut those people out of your life or how do you reduce those negative interactions? You pretend they're dead. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. You know. I, I haven't spoken to my sister in five years. She was the most negative and self-absorbed and downright horrible people I've mm-hmm. ever met. She was right. so self-absorbed. She was never wrong. You were always wrong. You were always... I'm right, you're an idiot, I went to college, you didn't, I'm in charge because I'm older, thing. And I haven't spoken to her in five years. And she was the most negative influence on me when I was growing up. Really? I didn't have, I don't, I don't think I can have more than, I don't think I have more than one positive memory with my older sister. Wow. That's, that's rough. And I knew her for 18 years until we stopped talking, and I haven't talked to her since then. But, um, no, I actually pretend she's dead, like I don't have a sister anymore. And I always say like, oh, do you have, some people ask, do you have siblings? I say, yeah. I've got my little brother, obviously the Sigdelts, mm-hmm. are all my, some right. of my great friends, and then I said I had a sister. Yeah. She's she's gone. So I mean, like cutting people out of your life, like I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't reached out since I was eighteen years old to her because yeah. she was so negative and just Has toxic. Has she reached out at all? No, nope, she doesn't care. And that's I was, I, we had a, a mutual friend, or her, her friend is a friend of the family. Yeah. And so we would, my mom will occasionally speak to her, and I'll try to contact her. But, um, she said that she doesn't care. She wow. just wants us out of our li- yeah. her life. She changed her name, like, changed everything really? about her. Yeah. Got a nose job, and I haven't spoken to her or seen her. Really? So, I, I actually did do something. I saw her on Instagram, because she blocked me on Facebook. Yeah. And so, I saw her on Instagram, and I liked one of her pictures, and I was like, looking good, Ash, like... Uh-huh. Kind of, kind, of tr- kind of throw a little, little... Kind of throwing yeah. a little bit out there, testing right. the water, right. nothing, and it's been a year, so... Wow. If she came and showed up on your doorstep tomorrow... Yes, absolutely. And was like, I'm sorry? Absolutely. Or, not even I'm sorry, I want to try and move forward. Yeah, Would I'd accept be, her back. See? It's for the... It's Well, it's really destroyed my mom. Yeah. Losing a daughter. Yeah. Um... I would I would never bring it up again for the sake of my family. Yeah. Just because if that's what was going to make everything back to normal, mm-hmm. yes. Because, once again, that goes back to the forgiveness. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, people, there's, there's a line from something, and I'm trying to remember what it is, but, um, oh, it's actually from Jurassic Park, which has wonderful lines in it, um, but it's like, I don't blame people for their mistakes, but I do ask that they pay for them. Yeah. And that sounds terrible, all in the same breath, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, I, if someone can acknowledge that they've, they've, they've done wrong, you know, and, and you hate to say make repercussions. Uh, or that's a, the there's word. a consequence yeah. for every action. Right, there's a consequence for every action, and they have to be able to understand that what they did was, in, was, was wrong, mm-hmm. and that 
they need to learn from that, have learned from that, yeah. you know, and gone on for that. And the other one is too, I don't think they can come in and expect everything and to go back no, to normal right away. absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, and the things, you can, you can blame, and I don't like the blame game either. Well, it was this. Well, it was that. Well, it was that. I'm you wrong. Mean, yeah. I fucked up is one of the best things you can ever say. Mm-hmm. And why not just, and like, even if you don't remember or you don't, don't think it was your fault, it's amazing how far, I'm sorry, I fucked up, we'll go. Yeah. I think one of the things that you learn, really, as you come into adulthood is how to, is how far that will take you. It's just, it, I mean, being the root cause of the fault of a conversation or an argument isn't the relevant point. The fact is, is that if you even got into an argument, you're at some, you're somewhat at fault. So the fact that, mm-hmm. that as we grow, as we grow up and we learn things and just go, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I messed up. Yeah, you were wrong. You started this argument, whatever. But I shouldn't have engaged you back in this discussion and and, and allowed us to get to this point of this yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. Right. It's not a who's right or wrong. It's it, it's being sorry for the fact that the conversation even happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can bridge a lot of gaps. Yeah. I mean, in your day to day work environment, day to day interpersonal relationships. I mean, being able to just admit fault. Yeah. Even if you truly believe you didn't have a bunch of um, like the majority of the fault in it. Mm-hmm. Being able to look at and assess yourself and go, you know what, I, I, I didn't lend to this situation being any better at this moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. And, and then the people that are a little bit more shallow that need that, need to hear somebody say I'm sorry, it bridges it. And then, yeah. it, then you, you become good with going, well, it really is no skin off my back if I say I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. it makes them feel better about it. And... Now we're past that, and we can move on with the conversation. I'm not. I'm not likening this to anything about your, what you're about um, your relationship with your sister or anything. I'm just saying yeah, in general. No, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just something that your own personal accountability, right, is huge. Yeah, and I think it it shows a big step of maturity. That's the first thing, personal accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I think about it in terms of when you think about your career and stuff like having a good relationship. I have been so extremely blessed to have gotten a new position with a boss who breathes positivity. It's awesome. And I've had, I've had managers before that didn't, that had very negative interactions. And the managers that I have worked the best with are the ones that held me accountable. And when I came up and messed something up and went, I messed up, they're like, did you learn from it? And I could go, yes, or I need help. And they'd be like, all right, let's move on. Yeah. Those were the managers that not only I did well with, but they were the most successful managers I've worked for as well mm-hmm. because they were able to recognize that in other people and also, you know, they held themselves to high standards of accountability too. I agree. You know, and that's hard to, hard, harder to do, I think, in our personal lives. Oh, absolutely. Um, Nobody know, wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. It's not, a, it's not a fun feeling being wrong or at fault. No. It never is, no matter how hard you try. That is for sure. Um the book I do recommend to people because it talks about um, strengths as well, um, as along with their book Strength Finder. And one of the things that one of the other parts of the book that I really enjoyed was when he talked about how we don't focus as much as a society on the good and the best in people either. We want people to be well rounded. We want people to be well versed. We want people to get along with everybody. And unfortunately, that's not always the case. No. Um, well, I thought it was really interesting in the book was the study on the, the children. Yep. During their schooling. Uh, the, some kids would get praise 
Some mm-hmm. kids would just be pointed out what they did wrong, and then others would be ignored completely. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, playing on, like, the strength, and then the report card part. Yep. Where, when they asked the parents, what did you focus on first when you got, and the kid came home with the report card, and a lot of them were like, well, the bad grade. Mm-hmm. And that's, and especially, like, my parents were big back in the day. Mm-hmm. Why did you get an F? Why did right. you get this? Why did you get that? And I, ever since I've gotten older, I'm like, well, you have to acknowledge what I do well. Uh-huh. Before and I've told them that, and never since then they've been very, very good at. Well, you've done this right. However, you done screwed up in this act aspect. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Right. Well, and you know he does. He does a really good um, explanation about when he was a child and how he got to grow up in an environment where they let him focus on what he was good at. Yeah. And I know he points out too that you should start off by focusing on the good and then. Using things that aren't good, things that aren't as good or not as high, along the lines of how can we fix it? How like you should you should approach the bad grade from a point of what help do you need? Yeah. Where are your obstacles? What are your challenges? As opposed to like how dare you get an F, you slacker. Yeah. Well, why are they slacking? What in it? And you know, because laziness is such a stupid cop out for mm-hmm. everything. Well, they're lazy. That's well. Why are they lazy? Are they? Why aren't you engaging them? Why aren't you engaging them more? Why aren't you creating a better? Whenever I have, um, I know we don't tend to talk about work a lot, but Mm -hmm. whenever I have a situation where I have people at work that are, you know, testing under me or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, and they don't do well, I I look at it look at it as a failure in myself. As like, what did I miss? What did I not? What attention did they need that I didn't give them? Mm -hmm. You know. And uh, I, I think that people that don't <coughs> kind of self-reflect on that a bit and when they're in a teaching position mm-hmm. are just missing the entire point of teaching. Yeah, I have always gotten... I tend to be a positive person anyways because I don't like conflict. <laughs> you? No, I don't like conflict. And so when I had to deal with people, especially when I worked um, for store, or when I worked retail and had people working under, under me, phrasing... Phrasing. <laughs> I very rarely had someone under me that I could not get work out of. Crazy. Sorry. Because I had expectations for people, and I was willing to work alongside them if they were having trouble. So if I had someone, for example, that tended to wander and not do, Mm because, you know, sometimes stocking is boring, I would go stock with them. Yeah. Because if we're working together, they're not going to go off and wander off. You know, it's sometimes yep. those little things make... And then the two, they see that I'm willing to do it. My manager's willing to do it. Therefore, I should be, I should to be willing it. to do it. And that's why every time um, when I switched jobs and then was on support for retail, well, you know, they just make minimum wage. And I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. Bad management. Mm-hmm. You can teach anyone to do anything. And so, come on. get our, Then what's wrong with our management? you got to look at it from that point. Well, we, we can't... We can't get someone that we're paying to run a cash register correctly. Yeah. Come on. We can't get someone to be a good person. Like, some of this stuff is just, that's a scapegoat. Well, yeah, I, I have a similar situation at work where I have a, it's me, I work Sundays, but mm-hmm. me and another stock boy, and we have two managers. Okay. One is very good about getting out and helping us with our stuff, mm-hmm. with our stuff. Like, yeah, he'll give us a task, but he'll come check up, he'll come... Oh, do you need a hand with that? Like, do you need advice on how to do this? Or he'll even just take all the customers because he doesn't want to do anything else but be busy Mm -hmm. and just let us sit there, which I think is a terrible idea. But (laughs) 
Thank uh, you. He's he's he considers himself a manager stock person, where he's yeah he's got the authority, but he'll still do all the grunt right. work. And then I've got like another manager who he helps, but not as much as the other. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a I think what you're saying is correct. It's just if you've got someone willing to work, especially a, someone who's higher up, work with you, it boosts your productivity. Because, like you said, you're willing to see, oh, my manager's going to do it. Well, I should be able to do it, too. Mm-hmm. And then it also just kind of builds that, like, sense of teamwork. Yeah. Where if we're all working together on a project, you're not, you know, as a manager, like, well, that's beneath me. I'm not going to do it. Well, then there's resentment there. Right. But, uh, yeah, if you, if, it, I think it boosts the teamwork environment, which is, I think is the most important part. It absolutely of work is. is is if you feel a connection with your your staff or your your coworkers and you get that. a lot more done. Yep. Absolutely. Well, because it gives you a chance to to work with people. Yeah, people, and people work with and for people, not for titles. Yeah, they don't work because you're their manager. They work for you because you show you know that you're there with them or that you care. Yeah, and <laughs> if you show up and you give a shit, yeah, then. The people under you will care too, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is huge. Again, Absolutely, helps you uh, learn things and, and go from there. And some of that, if to kind of segue a little bit, is understanding people's strengths and motivations Absolutely. are huge, and what works for them and what doesn't. And there's um, another little quiz in here um, that is great um, called the recognition interview. I got this one. You got this one. I got this. All right. One. Um, by what name do you like to be called? Brendan or Rook? Brendan or Rook. This is huge. I was just as an example. My good friend Bill, um, sorry Bill, talking about you on the interwebs, worked with him really well. And always, and he was a great work partner, but he, his first name was William, and his mm-hmm. last name, I won't throw that out there, but his last name was also a name that could be a first name. Yeah. And he liked to be called Bill. Mm-hmm. And our boss would walk by every day and go, hey Billy. Oh. And he said repeatedly, don't call me Bill. Or don't call me Willie. Yeah. Don't call me Billy. Please call me Bill. And every morning he'd walk by and he'd go, hey, Billy. I mean, come on. What a dick. Why? Yeah. What, what was the point? Are you trying to make him Yeah, if you're trying to be, be a dick at that point. Right. Um, which is funny because there, there are a lot of people, whenever I meet um, someone that has a commonly shortened name. Um, yeah. Uh, like Jennifer's, I'll use yeah. Jennifer's example. Do you like to be called Jen, Jenny, Jennifer? What? And you hear a lot. Oh, whatever. Like, but that's not an answer. That's not an answer. answer. That is just the <laughs> cop out for not picking something. Right? Because some people don't. Some people don't care. But at the yeah. same time, like I, there's people usually have a preference of some sort. Yeah. I'm like, I'll call you whatever you want to be called, um, because it's important to me. Just yeah. like. I think, find it important to spell people's names correctly. My name's constantly misspelled. You're telling I, me. I'm sure yours is too. Because I'll bet yours is. Spelled. It's always misspelled. Or you'd be surprised at how many people fuck up my last name. Yeah. R O O K. Rook. No. Not Rook. Yeah. <laughs> how do you get Rook? Where have you ever played chess? Have you ever played? Do you read a book? Do you fish with a hook? <laughs> it's not that complicated, doctors. <laughs> You went to med school. You should be able to figure out a four-letter name. Oh, Mara's name gets mispronounced all the time, too. Mara? I did not think her name was going to be mispronounced as much as it is, but it is mispronounced a lot. I get Briandian a lot. Briandian. That's not even real. 
Right. Because it's I'm, not even it's fiction. You're B R E A. If you ever have a daughter, if you ever have a daughter, you should name her Brandian. Brandian, Brandian Rook. I was that was called to me a lot as a kid because you were a girl. No, because people are stupid. Because people are stupid. I used to. I'd always bother when people say Clara. The only person that is allowed to call me Clara is my sister because yeah. she does it as a nickname, and it's all when she says it, it's always affection. There's always an affectionate tone to her voice. Mm-hmm. She doesn't call, call it. She's never used it as anything besides yeah. an affectionate term for me. Well, my dad always, my dad and mom will usually call me Bren. Yeah, because they don't want to say Brendan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'll call me like my dad will do it a lot. Like Bren, come on, what are you doing? Like he'll say it. Right. Like, but he, I know like. For instance, names. We talk about names. My right. grandmother's name is Rosemary. Okay. Only can you call her Rosemary. The only person that can call her Rosie is my grandfather. That is gotcha. it. That is it. You call her. I'm like, first of all... I'm going to slap you. My name's not Clarice. It's no. not short for anything, but... It's just Clarice. It's not even that funny. Like, I don't know why... But everyone that does it thinks they're hilarious. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They <laughs> think they're just so funny. Just like that guy who screams Freebird at a concert. He thinks he's so cool. He thinks he's so cool. And he's not. It can only be Jerry. That's what I get all the time. What name do you like to be called the most? Me? Mm-hmm. JD. JD. Yeah. I think I call you that more often now than I do. But I, I only like it, and I truly only like it from friends. Like, yeah. I, I, I would never ask to be called that at work. Yeah. It's only people that are close to me that I like to be called JD. That I prefer to be called JD. What name do you hate the most? Jared. Really? Yep. Can oh. I call you JD? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's it's really only for people that I know personally. Any one of them could call me JD, but like anybody that I know casually, I it's not for them. Yeah. Um, it's I think it's probably because of the way that my you know my parents called me, my dad called me JD more than anything. Yeah. Um, J Rod. J Rod, I get called a lot at work, and that's yeah. okay. That's kind of like my work nickname, and I'm good with that. Like mm-hmm. I dig that. That's fine. Work nicknames are cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, my dad called me Elrod when I was a kid, because, like, one of his buddies came over, like, oh, would you would you name the baby? And he said Elrod. Elrod. Yeah, Elvis P. Rod. So, for the longest, <laughs> even now, my dad also called me Elrod. That's nice. And then I heard, like, you know, when I found out about Lord of the Rings, it was Elrod, and I was like, yeah, Elrod! Oh, I didn't have an end. Shit. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. The next question is, what are your hobbies or interests that you like to talk about a lot? I like to talk about work at the radio station. I, I awesome. really like talking about it. I brag when I'm like, I got work done today. Mm-hmm. I said and did this. I'm really proud of myself. That or um, guitar. In this, this question, I know it seems strange, and a lot of this is geared towards your professional life, but it works for friends too because there's always something that's some, very important to someone. What is it that is important to them that they want to talk about? You know, maybe you think someone's really into sports, but they really don't want to talk about sports. They want to talk about books they read. Well, it's good to know that. Yeah. This all plays into that. Uh, what increases your positive emotions or fills your bucket the most? What makes you happy, basically? Uh, I like... Getting pissed and watching bowls. <laughs> I like... Uh, that's a tough one. What makes me happy? I like seeing other people happy. Yeah? I like filling other people's buckets. You're a people pleaser? Yeah. Phrasing. <laughs> Turn off the turn turn off the recording. Brendan and Brendan's gonna come help me fill my bucket. (laughs) In turn, fill his. Right, totally. Uh, No, but I think that's. I think when, especially when people are down, I think I feel the best when I'm able to make someone smile who's crying. Yeah. 
Like, that's a good feeling. Oh, for sure. From whom do you like to receive recognition or praise? How do you like to receive it? Um, into butt. Into butt. I mean, besides that, obviously. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm horrible. It's okay. Um, I, I think my favorite way to receive... I mean, everyone likes to receive praise at work. Yeah. But I, I think it's really from... Lately, it's been from my mom. Yeah. I like to receive praise from, just like when she notices I do something well. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad and mom both came to me separately at Christmas, and were like, you did really well this semester. We're very proud of you. Good job. Keep it up. That's and that was awesome, like man. That was super cool, because, like... That's badass, dude. Especially, like, individually. Like, when they talk to me together, I feel more... Like, it was pressure in, intense. Yeah. yeah. But when they came to me individually and they talked to me about things, I think it's easier for me because then me and my mom don't agree on a lot of things. We butt heads a lot because of the same kind of person. Mm-hmm. But it means a lot to me when she's like, especially lately, she's been really stressed out. Yeah. And like all that stuff. But when she takes the time to be like, you know, you worked hard and she acknowledges that I worked hard, mm-hmm. it really makes me like feel really good for a long time and then it carries into the next year. Well, the fact that they did it separately too makes it was a priority for both of them to yeah. say something it wasn't like oh we need to go as a couple go tell him he did a good job yeah. they both went I need to tell him as a good he did a good mm-hmm. job so that's awesome too the next one is what type of recognition or praise do you like the best such as do you like public private written verbal or other kinds of recognition I'm a big verbal fan um I don't I hate texting mm-hmm. like I really hate texting <laughs> as my phone goes off. Um, I love verbal communication. Maybe that's just because I'm a communications person. Mm-hmm. But uh, verbal communication, verbal praise is the absolute best. First of all, I can tell why you're... Tell your tone, mm-hmm. body language, etc. is much easier for me to understand than just writing an email to someone. Oh, you did a good job! Exclamation point. Absolutely. Well, maybe you could be bullshitting me. I don't know. Yeah. Is there any type of recognition, Jared, that you like? I like <clears throat> written in public. In public, yeah. yeah. Um, he wants to be held on a throne above the people. No, I, I really do. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it's it's egotistical, but mm-hmm. when I've done something that's above, you know, above, above and beyond, above and beyond, I, I want that recognition. Um, at the same time, I don't scoff or turn my nose up at just one-on-one verbal recognition oh, sure. or thank you. Yes. That's enough for me. Yeah. If I had yeah. to pick, like, and it's not like, oh, hey, you did your job good today, so good job, I'm going to put this in the email, but, like, if, if you if you really go above and beyond and stuff, I think it's important to put re- written recognition down. Yes. Not Especially only, not only for myself. Professionally as well. Right. And yeah. because, awesome. and if you're, if you really try to um, enhance those people around you that you know, you want to see them succeed. Those are things they can print out, document, things like that. That they yeah. can go, hey, I've done this, this, and this, and here's proof that this has happened. And you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's also good, like, for for ever writing a resume, things to remember, or like, it's something nice to be able to take home and share with somebody. Yeah, you know, like, hey, stick it in my fridge. Bo- right, hey, my boss said this today. Well, you know, that's great. That's awesome. You had a great day, but you know, it's kind of cool to go, hey, honey, look, look at what he took the time you know, to write it out. Right. Exactly, especially if it's. A, and I don't think that you need the written communication for everything, but I think that when you get that, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. That's my absolute favorite. Yeah. And public is like, I do get I do get a bit embarrassed mm-hmm. and stuff. When, when yeah, I feel like, that. well, especially because if you're like, when we're in a work meeting for the station, I do my job. Mm-hmm. I do my job well. I get it done when it's supposed to get done. Right. And David 
the the the, ma- the general manager of the station. So I was like, "Oh, you rock! You're kicking ass!" And I'm like in the middle of meetings, and I'm like, "I don't. I'm not comfortable with that." Strictly because every the twelve other people in the room now, mm-hmm. all I think are like, "Oh, fuck that guy!" Like, yeah, kiss ass. I'm, like, I'm not. I just do my job. Right. Right. <laughs> Try it sometime, and you'll hear the same thing. Yeah. No, but I like, I, I mean, my job's easy. Mm-hmm. I just sit there and listen to music all day, so it's not like I don't get it done. Right. But it's it's still like public praise for me is not a thing. The next right. one is what Unless form? I saved the world. What right. form do you like that that um, recognition to take place? Of what motivates you? Such as gift certificates, title for winning the competition, a meaningful note or email, something else. Just a solid pat on the back is right. is enough. I like recognition for like. Like something that like ma- like I know it sounds silly, but like when someone goes, I finally have gotten into a, a port in my career where I'm in a field that I want to be in. So the recognition and the acknowledgement that I'm doing a good job, I can do more, and I have potential is huge to me. People understanding that I have growth potential is right now one of the biggest like rewarding motivators for me right now, mm-hmm. for sure. How about you, GD? I like it in title. Title? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm I'm upwardly driven. So so the thought that's good possi- to know, though. The, the thought and possibility of getting something further along drives me. Mm-hmm. So finally achieving that and you know to getting that recognition, whatever that way is is what I mean. I, gift certificates are nice. Mm-hmm. They're great. Um, Monetary, and you know, they they say mon- you know, money's not a motivator. It's oh, it not. absolutely is. No, m- money's not a motivator. But wealth, that's, that's actually, we- no, wealth is a motivator. Well, that's actually one of the forms of recognition. Though some people want to raise, some people want a bonus. Correct. And but you have to know that, like that, as a boss and as a manager, you have to understand like what's going to motivate the people underneath you. And for some people, it is a paycheck. Sure, but and for my, other people, it's. L- a let me rephrase, and yeah. I've heard this said before, and like I, I kind of had a similar response to that. Money is not a money is not a long term motivator. Right. Money no, is a not. is a short term motivator. Yeah. The next thing, the gift certificate, the uh, mm-hmm. the sales, you know, competition reward that is a motivator. Mm-hmm. You can't you can prove easily that those are motivators. They're not gonna they're not gonna promote sustained excellence at something because mm-hmm. it's hard so, to c- continue to keep going like how right. many someone's only motivated by a raise so like when i was looking can't at, keep raising them no. <clears throat> so when i was looking at this stuff uh with the book and everything and and working in other things and at uh because my work kind of uses strength finder probably. not strength finder but we use a uh similar system I, it's probably taken right off of that for the class that we do for our for our management mm-hmm. next level management training stuff um, we can talk about that, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely a recognition kind of recognition yeah. or, or title yeah. kind of person. The last thing is, then, what was the greatest recognition you've ever received? Ooh, that's a hard one, right? No, no, I know exactly what okay. mine is. What yeah. was yours? My, my direct manager took me and another guy and the operations manager out to lunch on his dime. He could have put it on the corporate. Account. Mm-hmm. He brought us out to lunch on his on his personal money because of a because of a project that we accomplished that was extremely important to him and the and the the way that we did it the way we pulled it off was 
I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but I mean, we did a we did the best possible job that you could possibly have done mm-hmm. on this, and he appreciated it. And um, he's not the kind of guy to give recognition mm-hmm. and things like that. And he brought us out and told everybody, you know, we're taking lunch lunch. They did such a good job. Mm-hmm. So I got kind of both. You know, I got like this personal recognition yeah. and a little bit of, uh, you know, public mm-hmm. recognition to, to my immediate work group, which was kind of nice. And it wasn't like a yan 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 Yeah. But it was very, very important to me, and it was very cool. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I really liked that. I figured it out. Okay. Um, well, I don't work. I haven't worked, like, that's in okay. a professional setting But you have a, jo- you have a job. I have, that counts. I have three jobs. You have a job. You three have multiple jobs. jobs. Um, I just think the best recognition I ever got was when I made Eagle Scout. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I didn't know you were an Eagle Scout. I busted my ass to be the youngest one in the troop. That's awesome, dude. And uh, I made it when I was 16. I was the youngest one in the troop. Um, I did my project, which I think is still the best project in my troop. I made an outdoor classroom instead of doing like a clothing drive or a food drive or mm-hmm. I'm going to collect shoes. Fuck that. Not Pretty to say awesome. your Eagle Scout projects are lame, but... I actually did something. <laughs> but you're um, lame. Not to brag, but that's like my greatest accomplishment thus far in life has been I made Eagle Scout before anyone else has done it in my troop. That's awesome. And I never like I have pictures to this day of my like when you when you make it you have your you, the boys are lined up and then their parents are behind them mm-hmm. because naturally we wouldn't be here without them. Right. And my somebody took a picture of my mom and dad just huge smiles on their faces like my dad was beaming. And, uh... That's awesome. Af- and I got rec- I have letters from presidents, congressmen, Mike mm-hmm. Rowe from Dirty Jobs. Really? He's an Eagle Scout. Right. And he sings opera, which I thought was cool, but yeah. I got a letter from him with an autographed picture. Dane Cook sent me a letter saying congratulations. Is he an Eagle Scout? No, but he just thought it was cool. Like, well, when you do it, is you write letters to everybody, inviting okay. them to your ceremony. Yeah. Naturally, nobody shows up. Like, Mike Rowe's not going to come to Oak Lawn. Right. And be like, oh, congratulations. But the courteous thing to do is send a letter back. Yeah. Saying, that's like, pretty, oh, congratulations. That's I've pretty got, baller. I have an entire book filled with my shit. That's so, like, that hell, to dude. me is today is the greatest accomplishment I've ever had. Yeah. And the most praise I've gotten was because of that. That's awesome. I that's think, a huge accomplishment. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's that's the majority of your young life spent working towards it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a cousin that's an Eagle Scout. I'm afraid I'm just going to peek there and never do anything <laughs> for the rest of my life. I peaked at 17, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, I look back and I can think of three things because I, I don't know, I don't feel like I've gotten, I, I get lots of little recognitions. I can't think of any one big thing. Um, but <laughs> back when I got the Presidential Scholarship at Lewis, which, on it's not that hard to get the Presidential Scholarship. It is based on your ACT scores and your GPA. Still an accomplishment. Still an accomplishment. Not everyone gets it. But I went to a small town where if you weren't there and you weren't, if you hadn't been there since the time you were born and this, that, and the other thing, you weren't anything. Right. And I grew up, and the th- and like, I am not an idiot. I was, you know, top 10% of my class. Most of the reason I wasn't higher was because I'm lazy. Totally going to admit to it. Because it's not an excuse. I didn't, oh, I know. It's not an excuse. I didn't have a motivation to do better. Does that make sense? Yeah, because no, absolutely. I didn't want to work that hard. And I being with my well, friends was more important than school. Smart schoolwork. kids are usually lazy, so to say, because right. they're not mo- challenged, challenged or motivated. Or motivated. And so I didn't have a motivation. Um, but then, like, I'd gone into my counselor 
or because we had to go meet with our counselor yeah. in high school, and I wanted to go to Notre Dame, and he told me there was no way I could ever go to anything like that because I was not smart enough. And the thing about it was, especially Thanks, once I got out of that stupid little town, and I'm going to use the word stupid because that's oh, how I felt about it, was I went, that fucker lied to me. Yeah. I, I Especially once I started going, I was like, how on, and how dare he ever speak to someone that way and well, tell them that? Absolutely. Well, even college counselors are doing that. Like, right. college... Way to go, like, Mr. Garrison. Uh, right. Right. One of our, no, one of our friends. Don't you suck my balls, Mr. Gilson. One of our friends is going to be a teacher, and her counselor said, "You're not going to make it as a teacher. There's no way you will do good in this field." Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I was like, shitty. "Fuck your counselor." Well, and if, the, if that was the conversation, the conversation should have been, "I don't know. We should have a talk about whether or not this is for you and what you really want." Yeah. That's what the conversation should have been. Not yeah. you can't do this. Let's yeah. discuss it because she should have had another option for mm-hmm. her then. Maybe you're not a teacher, but maybe you're something else. Yeah. Like, that's how the conversation should go. Well, and it's, it's okay, not yeah. to rag on grade school teachers, right. but teaching first and second grade probably is not like teaching college. It's not academically challenging. No. It's probably more emotionally challenging. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. And, she's, and she can handle kids. Right. Maybe she's not the best at math or science, but she can deal with children, and that's which is not yeah. something everyone can do. Deal with first and second graders. Well, um, so the guy. I know that, I don't want to. Yeah, no, the guy that, that actually came up from Lewis. Um, his name's Bradley Kane, and he was awesome. And he came up for the recognition, and he was like one of the first people to be like, "This is really awesome that you did that." And he drove all the way from down here, all the way up to Bufu. Wow. To to my reward ceremony to present my thing, and he was like the only college person there presenting. Wow. Uh, so that's my awesome. presidential scholarship, which was awesome. And then in college, I'm going to throw out there too another Lewis person, Claire Timmerman, who's still in the registrar's office, who has always said that I had so much potential. And when I went back to re enroll, she went, I'm going to try not to cry, you know, but she well, did. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because she came, I, she, I was re registering. She goes, I am so happy for you because I always knew you were going to go places. I mean, like, to have faith in someone like that, that was always awesome to me. And then this last week, a couple days ago, um, not my boss, but one of her counterparts um, was working with this big project. We had a big event this week, and she said, you know what, I'm just going to be frank and say it. She goes, when we were, you know, trying to decide, she's like, I wanted you. And she goes, I knew that you were the right choice for this job. And that to me was, she goes like, I was like, no, Claire's the one we want. She's the one that's going to get things done and make changes for us. So I'm just like that kind of blind faith is the recognition that I like. So I only spilled a couple. (laughs) (laughs) I only saw one. So you're good. So we're good. I saw one drop down and you like flicked it away. Flicked it away. All right. Well, so, before we completely bore people to death, anything else you want to say about how full is your bucket before we move on to our next little segment? No, I think we're good. Awesome. I think I'm actually going to read it. You're actually going to read it? Yeah, probably. It's a good read, Jerry. Good deal. It's a good read. It's short. Hooray for short. So, that's a huge plus. All right. Well, because we're changing and it's a whole new year, um, we're gonna, we have a new segment for us. Um, we're going to call this one the first of the month. Because what happens on the first of the month, Jared Sampson? People get paychecks. People get paychecks. And what happens when you get a paycheck? You, you buy, buy shit you don't need. That's right. Buy all the things. So, is there <laughs> anything someone right now would be like, I would drop dime on... Oh, um, a concert. A concert? I haven't been to a concert in a year. I want to go see 
Oh, who's coming? Weezer is coming with two other bands I want to see. Did you say their next album is called The White Album? No. They're, they're, they're going with The White Album. Douchey. <laughs> well, I'm not going to see Weezer anymore. Anyway. Uh, no, I would, I would, I would, I would drop money on a concert, or I would. I mean, I, I don't. I have a lot of nice things. I don't mm-hmm. need a lot of nice things anymore. Pack of guitars. I'm so broke. I have 68 cents in my bank account right now. So hey, your f- bank account's not closed, and you have a bank yeah! account. Yeah, it's positive. Um, but I would probably buy a pack of strings for my guitar. Pack of cigarettes because it's it's been a while, and um, it's a good question. I'm gonna come back on my third one. Okay. But concert tickets, all the concert way. tickets. Jerry Sampson. Um, I would probably buy. Man, that was a good. That was a good call on the concert. Actually, you know, if I if I could, if you I can had steal a, it if you want. No, that's a good. Those are both good calls because like I just broke a string on my Taylor. And I don't have another nice set of electric yeah. strings, so I've got them sitting in my Amazon cart. <laughs> you haven't hit purchase yet. But, um, no, uh, I'm going riding with some guys from work tomorrow on motorcycles, and it, now that winter's kind of getting... Winter to the point of being able to ride motorcycles kind of getting to be over. Because, yeah. like, you know, 50 degrees, bumble up a bit, I can still ride. So yeah. it's like, as long as there's no ice and water, I'm good to go. Yeah. So there's a, I really want to get a slip-on exhaust for my motorcycle, and I, I held off on it last year in the summer, and that's what I buy right now. It's yeah. a you know a few hundred bucks, but like I really want it. Yeah, I really want it. Just, I want it. <laughs> I don't need it. There's no. There's absolutely no reason to need it, but damn it, I want it because it looks it. really cool. Claire Bear. Um, I want a house cleaner. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, we need I know that sounds silly, place. but it feels like lately I've just not had time to to do what I want to do. Sure. Um. So there's that, and a babysitter. <laughs> I'll make extra money. <laughs> I don't. I don't do much anymore. So I will make. I will watch your children. You watch our children. Yeah. I hate All right, we're going that. out tomorrow night. <laughs> That's how I, it goes. I mean, yeah. Just don't be back too late. I got work in the man. <laughs> <laughs> All those things. No, awesome. seriously. I mean, I need a babysitter. Well, cool, and then man. we have, come on, little dog. All right. Well, we can do this. <laughs> so then our last segment for the evening is we actually have an Ask Mama Claire question. All right. And, and here is. Is it a long question? Nope. Not really. And I, it's, it's not long because I want to keep the show to an hour and we're getting pretty close. So we're almost there. Yeah. So I think we got time for this. Dear Mama Claire, I recently started dating a girl. It's been going well. I'm concerned, however, about something. You see, the last few times I've seen her, accounting for more than half of our meetings, she's worn no makeup. Just typing that I feel super... Just typing that, I feel superficial, but I always make it a point to be at least presentable for her. Hair comb, beard trim, cologne, dressed okay, etc. Should I be reading reading anything into it? If it matters, the last meetings were for a, a lunch date, an evening shopping excursion, a quick meet with my best friend, and dinner and drinks at a local bar. Sincerely, long-time re, uh, listener and first-time writer, anonymously confused. <laughs> Are you asking oh, my opinion? I, I, do, and your mom, Claire, I am just Brenda. Before I weigh in, does anyone else, anyone have anything they want to throw out there? I don't know. I don't really care if girls wear makeup around me. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, it depends, but if we're just bumming it, like going on the shopping excursion, yeah. 
depends on where it was at. If you're going to Target, who cares? But if you're going, like, well, ritzy it, places... I think, I think you're coming from a different place, too, where, like, you're in college. Like, okay, like, if, if someone you're meeting up with someone to go shopping, it's not like you guys are hanging out around the house and then decide to go shopping. Yeah. You're meeting someone out to go do something. Uh, well, l- let me, let me, let me rephrase. Like, I, if, if I, as an adult, want to look presentable, and that's where we're at, like, you know, a new relationship type thing or old relationship to where, like, if we're getting, you know, somewhat dressed up to go out and do mm-hmm. something, I would, I would expect the same. Would I read anything into it? No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take that as a... <clears throat> Slight or a mm-hmm. or a indication as of the interest in the in the excursion mm-hmm. or anything. Right. But if it's but I'll tell you this, if it's something that bugs you, you need to determine whether or not it bugs you enough. Is it a deal breaker? Is it a deal breaker? Because mm-hmm. because say right now, I have no problem. Like if you and I want to like throw hoodies on and do nothing and go do something and you don't put makeup on and I don't like shower. I always shower. Yeah. No, like, but maybe grab a shirt that I wore the day before, right? I'm not saying that hasn't Um, happened. But, um, but I think that you and I each dress to the level of the other. Like, if, Mm -hmm. if, for instance, the other night we were going to go to Biagi's for dinner, right? So we, like, I was coming home from work, I was going to throw on some decent clothes, go, we were going to take the kids, go to, go to Italian food. And then we're like, hey, rather than driving mm-hmm. and fighting traffic, let's go to Tap House. Instantly went to jeans and hoodies. Yeah. You know, it's like, but we but we dress together. She's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Tap House. And she's like, let me let me take off this work these work clothes. She looked the very nice. And she's wearing a dress and everything, which she was going to leave on. And I was going to, like, I was going to throw a button up, you know, I was going to tuck it in or up, like, you know, a nice button up. I was going to pair of jeans. <laughs> but that went from that to, yeah, I'm going to throw a t-shirt and hoodie on. Yeah. And go grab a beer. Well, I think it, it matters on where you're going and, like you mm-hmm. said, who you're going with, if you're both going to bum it. Or jeans and a hoodie. Yeah, my yeah, I agree with you that a lot. Like if you were going out with a group of friends or something, and you're all going out, and she's not, um, dolled up. Dolled up. That's a, yeah. Because I'm not saying like guys in makeup. You don't have to have makeup. You can very, put very little makeup on. Yeah, like just, just just get a little dolled up or like have having decent mm-hmm. attire on. Uh, yeah, I would, that, for me, but for me, that's a, that's a core personality thing that I would need to address and be like, hey, I'm not saying you have to, but what, what's up? You know, that, that would be something that I would, that I would either, I, I would give it the course, I'd give it some time mm-hmm. to see yeah. how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a deal breaker for me. It's not like, oh God, this is bad. Why I don't you wear makeup and But I, but I'd kind of go to like a certain point and be like, look, so here's the deal. We're going out with my friends, things like that. Everybody else is is dressed up, going out, doing things. Is there is there something wrong? Do you not like hanging out with them, or do you not want to? Well, no, why? And it's it's a touchy subject. It's I, so touchy. Right. And, and like, how do you? You don't. I mean, because then you sound like an asshole, superficial person if you bring it up. But mm-hmm. I think there are gentle ways you can bring it up over a period of time. It's not a conversation you have in one. No. You, you you kind of have to massage. Test the waters. Yeah. Well, I think um, in this case, I think it need, I think time is a good thing. Mm-hmm. There's there's a couple things at fact at play here. First of all, it could be this person's just low maintenance and doesn't ever wear makeup and stuff. Fair enough. It's very possible. The other one is that they're very comfortable. That can also be a case. Mm-hmm. And 
I think though it does set precedence to how they're going to continually this this is your future if you're in a relationship this is your future if they're not bothering to put on makeup now they're probably not going to mm-hmm. the only thing that might change is if you continue to dress up to a higher level are does that person then match it if every time you go out you're put together does that person recognize that they're not as put the together? other question that needs to be asked are are you overdressing are you overdressing? Um, are like okay, we're going out to go do X or Y. Well, does right. X or Y really require or or prompt me well, to wear? Well, Z? and I know this person, um, right? And well, you're I, not being very anonymous about things, huh? You're not you're not being very good anonymous. I just said I know this person. Ah, I see. I said I know this person, and right. I know that they dress well. Not overly dressed. They don't mm-hmm. wear flashy. They dress, you know, generally <laughs> solid colors. Clothes are clean. Things aren't wrinkled. They didn't just wake up and throw stuff on. So it's not like this person I feel would ever be dressing above and beyond where they were going to. You know, sure. I don't think this person Sensibly would put dressed. on a tie to go to lunch. Sure, fair you know, fair but would, would wouldn't wear stained or dirty jeans or walk out in pajama pants. Right. I wore a bow tie at school the other day, so... Did you really? You did. Yeah, That's man. Baller. I wore uh, a... <laughs> pajama long... pants and a bow tie. <laughs> pajama pants and a bow tie. No, it was a button-up, a sweater vest, and then a, they were all black and a black bow tie. How is your head never hot? I Actually, my head gets cold super easy. Really? I don't like my ears, and I don't like my neck cold. So I always have to I understand the neck. Like, yeah. My neck, neck thing, ooh, my neck is no. like, ooh, uh-uh. If my cleavage is cold, I get cold. I, I How am... is your head not hot? I've grown accustomed to it. I, I like. I look at you all the time when you wear your beanie caps, mm-hmm. Captain Hipster, and I'm like, "How is how is he not sweating balls it, all day?" Oh, don't get me wrong. I sweat balls like when I wear them in the summer, but I still wear them in the summer. And I sweat balls when I'm on stage doing something. Like that. Sure, understood. The only um, the last thing I'll have to say to that too is I think that it should be noted. Going forward, how does this? How does she dress when you are going to meet other people? If when you get together, it's always casual, but if the second someone that's important to her shows up, she's like, "Oh no, I have to go put makeup on, do my hair, yeah. change my appearance." Yeah, I would maybe be slightly more concerned. Yeah, um, but I think it's more than anything. It's going to be like this is how this person constantly is. Yeah. So if you're going to go out to dinner, you have to be okay yeah. with them being in pajama pants. You know, it's just one of those things. The, an- the answer yeah. to the question of, should I be concerned with it? Not about no, that. But, we, but you should do some self-evaluation to find out whether or not it's a deal breaker or right. something. Or what, what will be your breaking point? You need to figure that out ahead of time versus when it finally hits it. Right, because I'm going to throw out there too, uh, Mr. Mr. Jared Samson, is that you would said earlier, you know, that wouldn't bother you, and I think it would. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because um, he's the kind of guy that appreciates... When I do things, like no. put makeup on and do my hair. And I'm of the opinion, like, I would, I ask him if before I go to the grocery store if I can wear, you know, the yoga pants I'm wearing to the grocery store. Not so much because I need his approval, but because I'm like, do I look too, like, scummy to go into public? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, as opposed to just, like, running around everywhere. Well, I, I even ask my, like, roommates, I'm like, how do I look today? Like, is this, right. do I look too douchey? Do I look scummy? Like, is this all mm-hmm. right? Does this match? Right. I have no sense of style. So I always have to ask people, like, does this match? Does this make sense? <laughs> Do I, am I, like, does this look okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to work. No, you'll rarely see me without makeup and eyeliner on. It's just one of those things. It's yeah. how I am. Um, but that being said, I'm a low-maintenance person. I am 15 minutes to get ready in the morning. Like, it does not take me long. Um, like, I can turn around my appearance pretty fast. Yeah. Which I'm very thankful for. So, well, yeah, and Jared just hollered to him, too. But I think he grew up appreciating that. Uh, His mom is always 
takes pride in her appearance. Yeah. You know, she just looks nice well, every day. She, a, she gets up, she puts on, uh, you know, minimal makeup. Yeah. She does her hair. Like, she doesn't ever walk around like a hot mess. Yeah. Well, I'm under the impression if you look good, you do good, then you feel good. Absolutely. You look good, feel good, do good. And I know we've talked about body image and stuff from yeah. previous things, and I think some of that is the thing. And actually, now that we've just said that, and that maybe that's something to think about, too, to our, um, to our confused writer, is that it could be a manifestation of her opinion of herself. She doesn't feel good about herself, so that's why she's not dressing mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there could be little things, and Jared, you'd made, you said something um, about, like, how do you have that conversation? It could be little things like, maybe if you know there's a perfume you like, you could always do that. If it's her birthday or something, I wouldn't do it out of the blue. Sure. But something like that, or, you know, something along those lines. To promote versus challenge. To promote versus challenge. Especially, to like, I would not do it out of the blue, but come you know, a holiday of sure. some sort, Valentine's Day is coming up, maybe a massage or a gift certificate to get some, their hair done or something like that. Or Claire, a manicure, I'm trying to tell you, hair did. Hair did, get their hair did, a manicure, a pedicure, something along those lines that promotes that, if that's something you're looking for, that might, that would be acceptable. But definitely don't go out of the blue, especially this early on. Wait no, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. I'm not saying that you, have any, that you need to pump any brakes, I'm just saying right. if you're thinking about having a conversation... Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, yeah. In, in subtle ways, like, things like that are, are a great way to do it without being, like, pushy. Right. It's, it's a nice little... And it comes across thoughtful if you were to do something like, here's a gift certificate for a Manny Petty, or, yeah. you know, here's a gift You can't go wrong with Manny Petty Massage. You can't go I mean, wrong with that. And it's a great way to make them feel gift. good about themselves. All I'm saying is, Claire, if you're looking to get me something, you can't go wrong with Manny Petty Massage. I'm on board with that. That's true. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both for joining me today. Nobody's you. touching your feet. Nobody touches. <laughs> I used to say that too. Nope, nope. Not even small Asian women. Don't touch my feet. How about how about um, small Eastern European women? Nope. No. My feet are okay. My feet are super sensitive. I mm-hmm. kick. Like even if like you were to brush against them, like if let's say hypothetically me and JD were cuddling, uh-huh. and he brushes his feet against my feet, I'll kick him. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. I mean, not like it hasn't happened. But yeah. <laughs> um, if like someone touches my feet, I get violent. Because they tickle and they are like super sensitive. Well, so it's bad. funny that you say that because what what drives you crazy with your feet? My nails. If you touch his f- t- like toenail, like bump his foot, uh-huh. I lose my shit. Lose his really? shit. I don't like yell or anything. Like, stub, like if stub your toe, kind of. I'm thing, saying if like... she accidentally brushes across the like across. Oh, that's annoying though. Like, yeah, I, mean, I understand st- that. Like if we're like if we're dancing at a wedding or something that doesn't bother me, like mm-hmm. that's just that's casualties of war. It's gonna yeah. happen, right? But, like, if I, every time I, anything interacts with my toe besides shoes my nail socks. clipper or shoes or sock, um, I instantly think that they've shattered and I'm going to have, like, jacked up toes forever. Yeah. Like, and, and the... Irrational fear of his toe ir- breaking. And, like, and it, like, all of the culmination of everything happens... Instantly for me. Oh, yeah. He goes from zero to pissed off really fast. Right. It's funny. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, back to thanking everyone for joining us today. Can like, Brendan and I promote our new Twitter? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, follow <laughs> us at DBagCap and DBagBucky. Woo! <laughs> you can also um, follow us on um, Twitter as well at Badge Dialogues. Um, you can also email us at diseasenetworkhasvd at gmail.com. Send your Ask Mama Claire messages to askmamaclaire at gmail.com. All one word, Claire spelled with no I. 
You can also, I am us on Facebook. That's also a great way to get in touch. And I promise I will keep you anonymous. And if I don't, um, I don't know, you can like beat me or something. Woo! Don't forget to listen to all of the other great, great shows on the Disease Network. You're going to get a disease. Jerry Sampson and Something Gate, along with Stephen Michael Barta. Um, that just happened. Das Drunks and whatever else the randomness is out there on the Disease Network. So thank you, folks. We just did the Mosh Pit with the Star Wars oh, recap. So that's that was, right. I listen to that one. That still. was a uh, major uh, every show. Um, uh, unfortunately, for Except yours for because me, you were because I babysat our children. I mean, parented our children. Yeah, thank you. By the way, sir. But um, we did the major crossover episode. It is two and a half hours long, almost as long as the movie. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, it is amazing. We just posted up the new Something Gate today. New episode, uh, You're Gonna Get a Disease Today on the 29th. And then your show will be coming we'll up coming here up. Uh, first, first part of next week. First we'll part of next week. This, I'll get this one edited Ooh. by... This, this one will be going up Monday. Awesome. Oh, awesome, yeah? awesome. Yeah, you're not going to not do it? No, like said this, this, this one, the way... That, how well you guys have done on this episode, I will be able to edit this in less than 15 minutes. Woohoo! Awesome. Yeah. And then maybe someday I'll We're learn. great people. Maybe. It's, it's really super easy. easy Claire. If you record right. shows you like use? this, I will show you. I use Audacity. Oh, okay. That's easy. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Have a great night. Bye. Keep it real, folks. Na, 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 na. I